another episode of Fake Podcast. I'm Andrew Steiner, your host and grand mal seizure. What is that fucking sound? Jesus Christ, this keeps happening. Oh, it's my headphones. That's what it is. Anyway, I uh, I want to talk about things that have been going on in my life, my death, my pancake factory, my sex appeal. You know, all the important things. I, I feel like I haven't been posting that much on Instagram, on TikTok lately either. I don't know. I'm just kind of fucking fed up with social media. It just seems like a waste of energy. I mean, obviously, you can get a following on there if you work really hard and are diligent on there and you have good content. And I was trying for that for a while. I was getting some good um, good numbers on TikTok a little bit here and there. But it's uh, I just wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't enjoying myself. I wasn't enjoying the format. I wasn't enjoying the crazy amounts of time I was having to spend on TikTok, liking shit, scrolling, you know, just, I don't know. It's just, uh, social media is just, the, it just feels gross. I think, I think this time of quarantine and COVID and just like slowing down of comedy and work uh, has given me time to to give me space to see what I was doing that was kind of a waste of time and just like uh, a false sense of 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 accomplishment or even connectedness or just like fake fake happiness on social media and it was just like yeah I I like that I, I mean, I like that I have a bunch of followers on Instagram. It's nice that you guys, some of people listen to my stuff or like, listen, watch my stories. That's cool. It's not even, it's not that it's that impressive or anything um, or that I necessarily, you know, even earned it from being a good comedian necessarily. Um, I guess though in some cases it that helped not that I'm a great comedian or even consistently a good comedian, but, uh, that's another thing. Humbleness, not false humbleness, but like, I think, I think I'm coming, I'm coming to realize in the past couple of years, how important being genuinely humble is like actually being self-effacing, not fake humbleness, not hating on yourselves, not putting myself down, which is, I'm, I've been, weeding out I guess that's not coincidental I think I think humbleness kind of just comes forth real humbleness comes forth forth once self-hatred kind of stops happening isn't that a weird thing that's an interest I don't know what that is but anyway I was saying quarantine I guess just the the vast amount of time I had um to think and to to, to focus on things that I wouldn't normally focus on, like exercising, lifting weights, making sure I'd meditate every day, you know, that kind of shit um, has led me to to kind of distance myself a little bit from social media. Not, I mean, maybe I'll get back to it just because I do think it's important for career and show business, but it's, I'm trying not to let, the dopamine rushes dictate my day, how I spend my time. And 
I've been trying to be, I, I think I've been more self-disciplined during quarantine than I ever have in my entire life. Um, because, well, at least in a focused way. I think there were some years in high school where I would, I had some self-discipline for sure, but I didn't really know where to focus that self-discipline, so it kind of didn't give back the returns that I was, that these, that this quarantine has been giving me. You know, working out, um, playing a little guitar, meditating every day, going back to therapy, uh writing every day pretty much until pretty recently i kind of slacked off on the writing a little bit <sighs> all those things and i've been doing magic oh yeah baby magic the, the the not gathering magic the isolating um yeah i read this book by this guy who was accused of murder isn't that a glowing endorsement for a, t a teacher of a spiritual path he was accused for murder that's why he's famous uh, but I'm pretty sure he didn't murder those people, those kids when he was a kid. Uh, isn't that such a creepy way to, yeah, I'm so, I'm so bad at selling things. I mean, I can sell things if I really just push all my emotions and thoughts down deep and never let them out. But then I turn into a horrible person. So magic yeah I'm, I'm this guy damien eccles you may have heard of him he's been on duncan trussell's things and uh yeah i th I think i i heard him on duncan trussell's podcast a while ago but on on his netflix show midnight gospel which is really cool and deep and interesting he was on there again so i i got his book and started doing some of the practices and it's pretty interesting i liked what he had to say about how using western symbology made more sense to him on a fundamental level because he was raised in the west and i've been always in the buddhist thing not always but since i'm like 16 15 been been obsessed with japan and doing meditation and in the buddhist tradition and i do find there's there's some truth to that for me as well you know like angels and and Hebrew and all this stuff because I was I was raised a little bit in Israel and around Hebrew so it's nice that the mantras the uh, I mean a, a mantra if you don't know is a uh, it's words that apparently vibrate you know parts of your body if you believe in energy it vibrates the energy and activates it I don't know if I'm I'm pretty agnostic about energy and angels and demons and gods and you know bodhisattvas and buddhas and all that stuff but i figure you know if i'm I'm willing to try anything and with try to have an open mind about it see see what happens and even if it's a placebo effect or some uh something i mean the way this guy damien eccles describes archangels and angels he differentiates between the two angels are just like pure energy and archangels are some kind of like universal algorithm created by the belief in in these figures in these biblical figures over thousands of years people putting energy putting whatever but even if you don't believe in energy maybe it's still a useful practice because you can kind of have an idealized image of a being 
that is not yourself, not someone fallible in your life. And then you can kind of bring that idealized image into yourself and use that to fuel your actions and your perceptions much in the same way that uh, Tibetan Buddhism uses deity, deity yoga, you know, eventually you become that deity. So I guess, I guess like you can treat it like that. Also, it's just a good visualization technique because you imagine these archangels around you and then they're coming into you from fucking blue flamed pentagrams that you are drawing in a focused way. It's all very esoteric and complex and hard to really figure out what's working, if it's working, to what extent and how and why. But I, I've been digging it, and I've been I've still been doing the meditation. I've been in a group, Facebook meditation group, which uh, if you if you want to join it, DM me. We're people are welcome to join. It's very low pressure, twenty minutes a day, twice a day. But it, you don't have to come ever if you want. No one's gonna be like, oh, you know, you didn't make it. Why didn't you come? No, I mean I've added people and they've never even meditated once, and no one cares. So it's fun. Um, but that's been nice to meditate with a group of people um, because usually I only meditate for 10 minutes when I'm doing it by myself I I didn't but doing it 20 minutes is kind of nicer more substantial yeah but self-discipline I think has been my weakness in general in life I think I have not had grit as they say, because I, I wasn't really taught to persevere past discomfort as a child by my parents. Even though my parents are hard workers, are very hard workers, I was such a, a hyper kid, such a, a wild kid, misbehaving kid that they, I think, didn't even, they were overwhelmed with their own work and stuff like that. And they just didn't think to impart that knowledge on me whether that's negligence on their part or just ignorant i don't know they tried maybe a little bit actually but you know it didn't stick so they stopped trying they weren't gritty with their imparting of grit i guess and uh anyway i mean 34 i turned 34 in june is kind of old to be uh learning such a fundamental thing as grit but i've always kind of been trying to learn it trying to teach myself it and you know i i really hope i mean as i'm starting to get busy again i'm it's been challenging but i've been doing okay keeping these habits going the exercise the meditation the magic i'm keeping the magic alive baby like a stage musician with a fat lip and a dirty clit i don't know what the fuck that means um but uh yeah, I've been trying to keep it going as I'm coming back to work. Been been working in the podcast studio, Storic Media. Check, check, check it out. Uh, you know, um, I can't really say what projects I've been working on because they haven't been released yet. But I think in September they will be, and it's pretty cool. I'm pretty happy and excited to to get to do that. And I've been dating during the pandemic. I met someone really nice who I like a lot. 
hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode, <laughs> but she might. So I'll uh, we'll keep the details scarce. <laughs> Let's just say um, it's it was cool. We I got tested before our first date, which was interesting. It was fair fair enough ask, I guess. And uh, luckily, neither of us had COVID. And we went out and we've been seeing a bit of each other, and uh, it's been really nice. You know, it's been nice dating somebody who I feel um, a pretty deep connection to. I think pretty much deeper than I don't know anyone I've I've dated, um, you know, regularly. So that's that's been really a nice surprise. And we're going camping this weekend, which will be fun. If we don't get eaten by a bear, that'll, that'll make it extra fun. And other than that, I don't know, man. I'm 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 uh, coming at a loss. I mean, I wanted to be. I wanted this podcast to be like a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more honest, because I didn't open. Everything is about comedy, man. <laughs> this open mic is all just like, I mean, this this podcast I kind of just use as an excuse to practice concepts that I'm hoping to employ in stand up. And I was I was doing an open mic in Washington Square Park. Been getting back into the mics recently a little bit, not as much as I'd like. But I'm just happy to get back in front of audience. There's, there's actually been audiences at these outdoor open mics, which is makes them more akin to shows than the mics I was used to in New York City for sure um anyway I was at this mic in Washington Square Park and I was you know I was doing the absurd thing telling a couple one-liners here and there not really getting much of a response um to the absurd stuff to the absurd improvisation which is fine I, I mean I love I love Improvising. I love saying stuff that makes the bluebirds sing nipply songs and the di- diuretic um, method methodology. But that man makes no sense. I was trying to do it right there, and it see some. That's the problem. Is sometimes it just falls flat. It just has nothing to do with nothing, and no real feeling behind it, and no one connects to it. I don't even connect to it. I'm just trying for this ethereal experience that. That happens every now and again when I don't try too hard. And if that's all I'm doing up there, then, you know, it's going to be a long, a long while until the next time around. Sometimes, sometimes I'm just not, not in that groove, not really feeling the butter rip through my gizzards like a salad mom in a bitch sack. See, that was okay. (laughs) See, that one I liked. Except. I let it fly kind of gentle you know didn't push it out um but anyway so what i'm trying to say do you guys hear that that buzzing sound because my fucking headphones sound like shit right now god damn it i had to stand up and now it went away but anyway i uh, i was at this mic and i was bombing with this riff about a balloon nutsack that was covered in gold and I was then my mouth turned into a nutsack and it was just it was just bad Uh, no one was connecting I wasn't connecting and I feel like yeah 99% of it is not even what you're saying it's like the way you're saying it and and the way you're making 
you know, people connect with it because because of your non your nonverbal, you know, your non linguistic cues. You know, if you say with, oh, my baby got a shit dick with a little bit of cream on the chest, chassis. You know, that's so much better than my baby got a shit dick with a little bit of cr- cream on the chassis. You know, this one it had had real feeling behind it. Even if what you're saying is weird and disgusting and like doesn't make any sense. You know, you can you can relate to one, and you can't because you can relate to the feeling it was said with. That's the most important thing about I think anything is the feeling and with with which it's done. Um, because people can then po- transpose the intention on the words, and then the words take on a whole new meaning or lose their meaning if the meaning is fucked up and weird, uh, and be better for it. But anyway, what I was saying is I was at this mic and not talking with feeling, improvising. And then all of a sudden I was just like, I was talking about Whole Foods because that was in the bit, this bit about, you know, going to Japan to study Zen. And the guy in the audience had a Whole Food bag and I was like, oh, you probably steal. And then I got into the whole story of how I... I uh, got caught shoplifting from Whole Foods and I was real, real in detail and depth with it and vulnerable with it. But it was funny and it had feeling because I didn't even know I was going to talk about that. But obviously it's a story I've told before so I could I could do it fluidly without thinking too much, without pushing too hard. And it did so well. I was getting laugh, 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 laugh. And then, you know, everyone was like, oh, man, that was good. That was good. That was good. Yeah, I like this guy. I like this guy. And it's just like, yeah, man, it makes me want to tell more stories. But at the same time, I don't really have many stories that are that recent. You know, that that's that's still um, um, emotionally raw for me, you know, that that are near the surface of my being and but also exciting and had like action in it but a little bit shocking but not so shocking that you it alienates me or you from me or whatever so it's just like it's I'm trying to I'm trying to talk about more vulnerable things but it's so hard because I like I care too much about people what people think I don't want to like I don't want the woman I'm dating, for example, to listen to this and then I'm talking about her and I say something like, oh, I like her so much. And then she's like, oh, he likes me that much. I mean, I don't think she would, but it's just like, and I don't want to mention shoplifting from Whole Foods and then talk about it. And then and my boss listens to this. I don't know. My boss might be listening to this right now. Hey, Kristen. <laughs> and so it's just like, ah, I got too much to lose. I mean, I guess I guess before I did did have too much to lose. I still wasn't very funny, but now I'm a better comedian, and and uh, it's just I don't want to. Yeah, I don't know. It's so it sucks having to to not say certain things. I mean, I guess certain things I'm, I'm happy not to say, like the N word, and the you know slurs and like that kind of thing i'm fine i'm fine with those boundaries because i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings i'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings but i don't it just sucks to have to have uh, i don't 
don't know, to have reservations, to care about what people think, to care about, um, to put, to put, prioritize certain relationships and jobs and money and stability over free expression. I, I don't know if that's, if I can do that and still be a good comedian. I don't know if that's possible. But at the same time, I don't, uh, am I willing to go back to working fucking waiting tables? Not that, not that my boss, my boss is cool as fuck, actually. She, she doesn't really care. Um, so maybe I'm just, I'm just, maybe I'm just anxious and self-conscious and then I just project it onto other people for the most part. Um, but, but there's some truth, you know, we live in a cancel culture world and we, and people, and sometimes, and I'm not that good. That's another thing. That's why I like the complete absurd shit is because it's when, it, when it's obviously not true, you know, it can't be misconstrued. It can't be, you can't offend somebody because you'd be like, Hey, you're getting offended at something that's obviously not true not just like probably not true or mostly not true or just comedy. No, it's, it's absurd and has nothing to do with reality or bare, or it was only tangentially related to reality. And that provides a kind of shield with which I can deflect any anxiety and self-consciousness, but it has to have some vulnerability again, like I said, real feeling or else it's useless and meaningless and no one can connect with it. Yes, that's some logic too, but that's a different story altogether. Anyway, I've talked enough here. I don't know what else to say to you except for beat your ass with the 1970s alcohol masturbator. You know, but tell the tell the police that you got no asshole. Then they'll tell you to, to keep on moving, Buster. Don't worry. Don't let me see you out here again with the Filipinos. You know, so just let it go. Let it rip, bitch. Um, on that note, have yourself a wonderful day. Let the light of God's ray gun shine on your nipples. And... Don't tell, don't tell Joe Biden or Donald Trump that they're not getting elected this November. It's actually going to be you, my friend, my faithful listener, who will be the president of the United States. Um, if there's more than one of you listening, then all of you will share the power equally as a circle of fake podcast friends. That is right. I'm revealing it right now. Fake podcasts audiences will run this country for the next four years i will have no power except for to be the little birdie whispering in your ear don't do drugs make a lot of pasta from scratch scratch your balls with an asshole Let liberate the people of the republic of afghanistan from their own d dusty dusty shells you know that kind of stuff i'll just i'll be whispering in your ear via the podcast and and you don't have to listen to me i mean you guys are actually going to be in power but i'm going to be in i'm just going to be you know giving you a little hints like maybe don't maybe don't flush the coronavirus vaccine down the toilet maybe let it come out all right well thank you all for listening have a have a great oh i forgot to talk about something knowledge daddies 
the project I'm working on that will be released eventually. And we we filmed one episode. I'll talk about it on another episode of Fake Podcast. Mm-hmm.